It's time for some MIC Conference basketball from Scoglin Arena on the campus of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, where their men's soccer team were crowned national champions yesterday. The Carlton Knights come calling, and they're going to have a special halftime ceremony honoring that national champion men's soccer team. Of course, Carlton, no stranger to champions either. Last fall in November, they were victorious. There's Jerry Snyder, the legend from Lake City. Yep, we are on the air and ready to rock and roll as Carlton and St. Olaf do battle here. The rivalry continues. Dates back to the 1909-1910 season as the Oldies won the first meeting 22-8. It's believed to be one of the 20 most played series in college basketball history. The Knights have a 24-game edge all-time. Carlton has won 123 times, and St. Olaf has won 99 times. So the GOAT trophy is the trophy. Yeah, makeshift GOAT was made out of a chair. It was hung from the rafters of the St. Olaf Gymnasium in 1914, and so you tried to get the GOAT of the opponent. Carlton won the contest, claimed the GOAT as a symbol of their victory, and the two schools have traded that GOAT ever since. Carlton has possession of the GOAT trophy currently. St. Olaf has to sweep the regular season series in order to get that GOAT back. Last season, St. Olaf won the first game. 82-74. And the uh, Carlton Knights kept the goal by winning 73-56 in the rematch. Luke Harris, point guard for the Carlton Knights, is leading the MIC in scoring right now at about 24 points a game. He's only hit one three. He is so good at attacking the basket, getting to the free throw line. He leads the MIC in assists per game, two at 4.4. Is third in steals per game at 2.2 and is 12th averaging six rebounds a game. So just a very good athlete is Luke Harris, the point guard for the Carlton Knights. They're hoping to give him a little more help here as uh, Coach Kershaw has told us their offense has got to get more on track, get more people involved in their offense. Our broadcast tonight is service of Carleton College in Northfield by Federated Mutual Insurance out of Owatonna and Amesbury Truth, where every part counts. Co-captains are meeting at midcourt with the three officials here tonight. We're looking forward to what should be an excellent basketball game between two very good college teams. And we're going to step aside for just a moment here hear from some of our super sponsors, and then we'll be right back here on the campus of St. Olaf College in Northfield. Carlson College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carlton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. 
Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. I just saw the legendary Jerry Snyder, the former Lake City Tiger boys basketball coach. He had a couple of pretty good players that played for Carleton back in the day, right? Mr. Crone, oh boy, was he good. And uh, he's had some good players that played at St. Olaf too. Uh, Brian Sprout was an outstanding football and baseball player out of Lake City. He's won, I don't know how many MVPs in, in amateur baseball. There's a guy, I just shake my head as to how he never made it in the major leagues because he was that good. I mean, he was just very, very good and just a class act too, Brian Sprout, who now is the head baseball coach at Eastridge in Woodbury, Minnesota. And he still plays amateur baseball and he's in his 40s. Guy's incredible. Here, speaking of incredible, St. Olaf is coming off a really good offensive performance in their last game they defeated st mary's last week right now concordia st john's and gustavus are all undefeated atop the mic followed by McAllister and hamlin with two and one records augsburg and st olaf as well as bethel are one and two carlton is zero and two along with st scholastica and St. Mary's is 0-3 on the season. Tonight, in addition to our game, all 7 o'clock tip-offs, McAllister at Bethel, St. Scholastica at Gustavus Adolphus, and Augsburg is at St. John's. On Wednesday, I'll be at Augsburg with these Carlton Knights. We'll get underway about the same time, 6.45, with a 7 o'clock tip-off. These St. Olafolis are at Hamlin on Wednesday. Gustavus travels to McAllister. That ought to be a war. St. Mary's is at St. Scholastica. And St. John's goes to Concordia. So a couple of undefeated teams going toe-to-toe on Wednesday. Saturday, I'll be over at West Gym as Carlton will be hosting St. Scholastica out of Duluth. A 3 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. These oldies will be at Augsburg. St. Mary's is at Bethel. Hamlin at Concordia. McAllister is at St. John's. Next Tuesday, St. Olaf goes to UW-River Falls for a 7 o'clock tip-off. We will also be on hand when the University of Northwestern out of Roseville, Minnesota, comes to Carleton next Wednesday, December 13th. That's our... No, it's not our last game. Our last game, I think, is Carlton at Bethany Lutheran on December 15th at 7 in the evening. That game will be our last game before the holiday break. So they're battling for the GOAT trophy, which is an ugly thing, but it looks beautiful to these teams, believe me. <laughs> uh, see if I can get a... I took a picture of the NCAA Division Three National Championship trophy, and we'll get that up on our website. Congratulations to St. Olaf. For that accomplishment and of course the Carlton Knight women last fall on Veterans Day it just so happens to be on Veterans Day they captured the NCAA 
cross-country championship in the closest championship race that was ever conducted. The closest ever podium finish in Division Three NCAA history. Seven points separated the top four teams. That's it. Seven points separated the top four teams back on November 11th. And it wasn't exactly a cinch for St. Olaf to win the men's soccer either. They had to go to overtime yesterday out in Virginia. They beat Amherst in an overtime thriller. Two to one was the final Carleton score. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is passionate about the care and enrichment of the next generation. At the heart of our charitable focus is youth mentoring and our support of Big Brothers Big Sisters. We are proud of our employees who are currently volunteering to be a big brother, big sister, big couple, or big family, and yet there are hundreds of children still waiting for a big. Ignite your year. Empower potential today. Consider this your personal invitation to learn more about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Together, we can make a difference. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Well, the Carlton Knights are back on the floor here at St. Olaf College. Carlton back on the floor, warming up on the hoop to my right. That's the hoop they'll be going to here in the first half, moving left to right on your radio dial. The video screen, I think, will be uh, right to left, if I'm not mistaken. And I could be mistaken. <laughs> and the uh, St. Olafoyes are still getting last-minute instructions before they come back up here as the soccer team just got in early this morning, in fact. They flew in from Virginia very early this morning. They're wearing their national championship hats and shirts. You saw them out in the hallway and uh, they're, they're pretty excited. They're showing off their NCAA Division Three National Championship trophy, and as they should, in the hallway there, too. And as I said, they're going to have a special recognition at halftime. Hopefully, we'll be able to, to get some of that for you on our airwaves here and let you know all about that as Carlton continues their warm-ups. The Knights trying to 
find their way after the graduation of Jeremy Beckler, who was outstanding last year. They still got some good players on this team, right? Spencer Getz was named the MIC Defensive Player of the Week the first week of the season. Luke Harris, I believe, was the Player of the Week offensively the first week of the season as well. Alex Gibbons was an MIC Athlete of the Week back in February of 21-22 and All-MIC Honorable Mention last season. First-year All-Team Luke Harris was on the All-First-Year Team and an All-MIC Honorable Mention his freshman season. His sophomore year is MIC Offensive Player of the Week. He was a D3Hoops.com Team of the Week on that Team of the Week in November and last year, he was the All-MIC First Teamer and MIC, of course, All-Playoff Team. The point guard for Carlton helped lead the Carlton Knights to the, the uh, let's see here, what the NCAAs last year. Matt Banovitz, MIC Defensive Player of the Week. Last season, in the uh, second week of December, he's an All-MIC Honorable Mention. MIC All-Playoff Team made that as well. And Ryan Kershaw was the MIC Coach of the Year. The head coach of the Carlton Knights. Obviously, he's back. Dan Kosmoski has been here at St. Olaf for a very long time. He is coaching these St. Olaf Oles. So we'll see if Carlton can get a little more offense on track, get a little more a dispersal of the ball, not rely too much on one or two guys, but see if they can get a little more production out of some other folks. And I know Coach Kershaw said last time we talked to him that he thought that was part of it. You know, they need to move the ball better, move the ball quicker, and we'll see if that happens here tonight. Uh, last broadcast we had, they were at Gustavus and the gusty shot lights out, and Carlton couldn't hit the broad side of the, of the door. <laughs> you know, some nights are like that, believe me. We've experienced that probably more than the other way ourselves personally I'm sure things will be just fine it's very early in the season but St. Olaf got their first conference win on Saturday Carlton is hoping to get their first conference win here tonight but it's not going to be easy it never is it's like a playoff atmosphere when these two teams go toe-to-toe of course coach Kershaw is a St. Olaf graduate the head coach of Carlton so it's like he, you know, he comes back to his playing days when he comes back to this comp campus. I'll bet it was really weird for him the first time he came back and had to uh, and had to go down to the locker room for the visitors because he played here, right? That had to be really strange. Men's soccer team is up in the corner with their national championship hats and shirts on. They're sitting up in the corner, and they'll be here at halftime of Carleton this game. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant. And classes small enough 
who offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners. Well, there you have the playing or the end of the playing of our national anthem. Try and... Now let's meet the starting lineups for both teams. Introduced alternately. First for Carlton. At forward, wearing number three, Spencer Getz. For St. Olaf at guard, wearing number one, Connor Martin. For the Knights at guard, wearing number four, Alex Gibbons. For the oldies at guard, wearing number 10, Josh Albers. For Carlton at guard, wearing number 14, Luke Harris. For St. Olaf at guard, wearing number 11, Caleb Greer. For Carlton at forward, wearing number 20, Sam Coling. For St. Olaf, at forward, wearing number 24, Toby Kirk. And finally for the Knights, at forward, wearing number 25, Matt Benedict. And finally for the Olies, at forward, wearing number 52, Brendan Pauls. The head coach of the Knights is Ryan Kershaw, assisted by Tyler Gray and Steve Knudsen. The head coach of the Oles is Dan Kosmoski, assisted by Tom Langfeld, Matt Evan, and Tony Taylor. The referees for today's game, as assigned by the MIAC, are Keswick Joyner, Travis Gardner, and Tanner Pearson. Let's play some basketball! All right, you heard him. Let's play some basketball. Carlton, again, moving left to right. St. Olaf right to left on your radio dial. On the floor, Luke Harris, Matt Banovitz, Sam Coling, Alex Gibbons. Spencer Getz for Carlton and for St. Olaf, Connor Martin. Kobe Kirk has a set and <laughs> make sure everybody's in the right place and the tap controlled by the Oles. Oles again right to left on your radio dial. With the basketballs, Caleb Greer, he's a senior, 5'11", from Country Club Hills, Illinois. And we immediately have an illegal screen right out of the gate. Wow. So a turnover to start this game. 
as Luke Harris brings the ball up with a right-handed dribbles, passes it on the left side to Givens. Givens drives to his right, goes down the lane, stops, shoots off glass and scores. Alex Givens makes it 2-0 Carlton. About 30 seconds into the game. Holding up five hands on the left hand is Connor Martin. He'll pass it on the left wing to Kobe Kirk. The sophomore from North Oaks, Minnesota, went to Moundsview. Ball stolen away. Banovets goes back the other way. Layup missed it. Rebound taken down. Back to Banovets. Layup good. So a couple of turnovers right out of the gate by St. Olaf. Converted by Carlton into points. And they're up 4-0 here in the first minute of this game. St. Olaf with a four-high-low Here's a shot from the free throw line that's good by Kirk. Kirk, the sophomore, can flat out fill the basket. He's their leading scorer, averaging 19 a game. Of course, Luke Harris leads the MIC at 24 a game. Givens has it on the left wing. Looks to dribble penetrate, backs up, shoots the triple. It's no good. Rebound taken down while Coling had it. It goes off his hands and out of bounds. So bringing the ball up is Greer, the senior from Illinois. He'll pass it on the left wing to Martin. Martin, he's also a senior. Gets a screen. Looks like a moving screen, actually. As Martin goes down the lane, kicks it in the corner. Greer's going to think about a three. Dribbles the free throw line, shoots the shot, and makes it. Caleb Greer makes it. We're tied at four. And 18-15 to go with this first half. Luke Harris going to bring the ball up. Greer's right on him. Harris brings it across midcourt, hands it off to Gibbons. Gibbons dribbles to his right, then his left gets the top of the key to Coling, the freshman from Michigan. Now they get it back to Harris from Piedmont, California, and the layup by the junior is good. He's so good at attacking the rack. And it's 6-4 Carlton as Greer looks to bring the ball up. So far, Carlton's 50% from the field and 100% for St. Olaf. There's a triple by Martin. No hand in the face, which I'm sure did not make the coaching staff real happy for Carlton there. He just measured it up and drilled it, and it's 7-6 St. Olaf. Carlton led 4-0. Gibbons dribbles to his right. is shut off there, gets under the basket, and we're going to have a foul called on the Oles. They tried to double-team him there under the basket. Connor Martin gets called for the foul. So Carlton will inbound it. Luke Harris will inbound the ball. Got Banovitz on one side of the lane, Coling on the other. Harris gets it back, loops around. Layup is no good. There was contact, no foul. And St. Olaf gets going down the court. Martin goes up high off the window, throws it over and behind the backboard. It'll go back to Carlton, I think. Oh, they called a foul. Foul on Gibbons. There were three guys there with Martin. So he gets to shoot free throws here. That's Connor Martin. Second leading scorer on the team. He swishes the first free throw. Comes into this game. 12 of 16 on the season. 75% from the charity stripe. He's averaging 18 a game. As his next free throw is no good. Rebound taken down by Getz. Getz tells Harris to go up the court, gets it over to Gibbons, who will bring the basketball across the black line at midcourt with a gigantic lion of the St. Olaf logo. Harris dribbles to his right, bounces it 
Right side, shot, little fadeaway by Collings, no, or excuse me, that was Gibbons, no good. Rebound taken down by St. Olaf, and Kirk will bring the ball up. He gets it out front. They swing it on the right side. Greer wanted to go baseline. Oh, a great pass by Greer to Calls. Brendan Calls scores. The 6'6", fifth-year man from North Oaks went to Moundsview High School, and it's 10-6. St. Olaf, after Carlton, took a 4-0 lead. They've only scored two points and have given up 10. A couple of right-handed dribbles by Banovitz, trying to bully his way to the basket, gets it across the lane. There's a three. It's no good by Coley. Missed everything. Banovitz got the rebound. There's a block from behind. Normally, that's a foul. He missed it, and Greer will bring it up. Greer passes the top of the key. They swing it on the right side. Look to get it on the block to Martin. Martin looks to drive to the basket. We have another foul called on Carlton. It's going to be on Luke Harris. It'll be his first. So Greer will inbound it. Carlton has traditionally been very good. So has St. Olaf, for that matter, and not fouling. They're always among the national leaders. Pass goes on the right side to Greer. Gets it in the corner to Martin. Guarded by Harris. Martin dribbles to his left. Backs up. Martin's got some height over Harris. He'll dribble to his left and his right. Shoot the 10-footer. And it's in and out. No good. Rebound yanked down by the freshman. Gets it over to... They get it to Harris, behind the back dribble, get by Greer, goes in for the layup, missed it. Rebound's going to be taken down by Josh Elbers, fifth-year man out of bounds view. Pass comes to Greer, he'll get it, pass it right into Getz's hands. Getz brings it across midcourt with the basketball. Left side, Banovitz for three, it's bottom of the net. And boy, that ends a bit of a drought there for Carlton. 10-9. Good to see Banovitz hit the triple. None of these nights could hit triples at Gustavus. And so they're shooting just off that night as Carlton trying to D it up here down by one with 15 minutes to go. Greer out front to Calls. He's a big fella. Calls dribbles once to his right, hands it off, top of the key, looking to dribble left as Kirk. Here's a shot from long range, missed badly. Rebound taken down by Martin. They out quick Carlton to that long board, and we're going to have a shot clock violation by the Oles. They didn't get the shot off in time. So Carlton will inbound it. They can take the lead again. They get a bucket here. Luke Harris brings it right up court across from us. Hands it off to Banovitz. Banovitz right side. Gibbs looks to dribble penetrate. They got two guys down low looking to post up. Harris goes down the lane. Shoots it up off glass. Comes up short. Rebound taken down by St. Olaf. St. Olaf's Martin comes flying down the lane again. He missed the shot. Rebound Banovitz. Banovitz will leave it for Gibbons. Gibbons brings it up the near sideline with a right-handed waist-high dribble. Switches to his left. He'll dribble to his left. Gets it out to Coling. Now on the right side, they go with it to Harris. Harris not been able to hit those layups like normal here yet. As Gibbons dribbles to his right, bounce a great pass. Wide open was Getz, and he does take the shot for a minute there. I thought he was going to pass up the layup, but he didn't. He dropped it in over the iron which is a lot harder than just banking it off the glass. 11-10, Carlton retakes the lead. 13-44 to go first half. Greer's three is good. So Greer gets a triple. Harris over to Getz. That lead was very short-lived that time by Carlton. It's 13-11, St. Olaf. Getz 
with a left-handed waist-high dribble, gets it to Coling, top of the key. Pass goes on the right side. Harris, he'll dribble to his left again. He'll get in the lane, pass it to Banavets. Banavets gets it to Getz. Getz, they wanted to go high-low there, I think. Getz shoots the shot, misses the eight-footer. Rebounds taken out by Martin. Martin, who's always in attack mode, gets top of the key, a scoop underhand pass. Now Kirk goes in, and he traveled, but they're going to call a foul on Carlton. going to be on Banavets. Miles Fritsch will check in for the Carlton Knights. Also checking in is Gabriel Cummings. Fritsch, of course, the 6'1 senior from Eden Prairie. Cummings is a 6'2 sophomore from Long Beach, California. Also Chuck Sweat in the game. 6'4 senior from Glencoe, Illinois. Here comes a Kirk triple. Rimmed out. Rebound taken out. Nice box out by Sweat. Gets it to Cummings. Brings it across the timeline. Banavets. And gets the only starter still on the floor. Banavets, top of the key. Looks to drive right. He'll kick it in the corner to Getz. Getz tries to get it back into Banavets. It's a turnover by Carlton. Martin brings it up the floor. Between the legs dribble. Gets a top of the key. I heard Coach Kosmoski saying they'd want to move the ball. As dribbling is Albers to his right. Gets it on the block. Couple of right-handed dribbles, and a bad pass. It should have been stolen. Fritsch wasn't looking. And now a reverse little shot. We're going to have a foul call on Getz as Kirk will go to the free throw line. Already four fouls have been called on the Carlton Knights as Kirk heads to the free throw line. Shooting percentages, 56% for St. Olaf and 36% for Carlton here as he hits the free throw. Got some substitutions coming in for St. Olaf as Dashiel or Dashiel, Dashiel Walker, a junior 6'4 from Louisville, Colorado is in. Or maybe it's Louisville, I guess, I don't know. It's spelled like Louisville, Kentucky, but it could be Louisville, Colorado. Free throws, no good. Rebound taken down by Fritsch. Made one, missed one. Cummings will bring it up. It's a three-point St. Olaf lead. Carlton led 4-0 early, then it was 10-4. As Getz bounces it down low to Banovets. Banovets got a shorter guy. Oh, nice flash to the basket by Getz. That was an awesome cut by Getz. He gets pummeled to the floor. Kirk gets called for the foul. <laughs> he wasn't going to let him get a layup there, man. That was a hard foul. But my old coach used to say, if you're going to foul, make it count. As Getz missed the first free throw. Carlton's free throw shooting this year has not really been there. They're shooting Well, I guess it's not too bad. 73% from the... Uh... And now they're making Spencer Getz take off his necklace. And you can hear the holy fans across the way <laughs> giving him some grief. He missed them both. Rebound, tipped around, tipped around, tipped around, and taken down in the corner by... Addie Metcalf, 6'1 junior from Stillwater, went to St. Croix Prep. Pass on the right side. Here's a triple. It is no good. Rebound taken down by Banovets. Rebounds have been good here for Carlton. They're 
got seven, and St. Olaf has eight. Cummings dribbles to the left. Gets shut off, passes it out to Fritch. Fritch thought about a three from way downtown. He'll lob it into Banovets. Banovets with a, a hand in his back is going to do a little left-handed shot, little left-handed mini hook. And with 11.28 to go in the half, it's 14-13 Oles. Metcalf brings it up across the timeline. 40% shooting now. 1-3 for Carlton and 2-3s for St. Olaf. One of the differences in this first half so far. As Kirk gets the ball top of the key. Between the attack line, top of the key. Little left-handed behind the back dribble. Now they get it back out front. Metcalf. There's three seconds on the shot clock. Metcalf gets under the basket, misses it. Rebound put back up and in by Kirk. There is no box out there, which I'm sure does not make Carlton really happy. It's 16-13 Oles. As Cummings brings it up, a little put back there. Offensive rebounds killed him at Gustavus. As Frisch gets it on the left corner, Banovets for three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Kirk. He'll hand it off to Metcalf, who'll bring it up with a left-handed dribble. Now switches to the right, back to the left, passes on the right side to Kirk, all across the floor. Looking to dribble penetrate. Ball should have been stolen, was not. I mean, it was away from the body there. And again, Carlton was not in the position to get it. As also in the game here is Jalen Hanna. Shots up, no good. Rebound taken down by Cummings. Hanna is a junior from Burnsville, Minnesota. Sweat throws a hard pass to Banavets. Guy flies by. Here's a triple. It's no good. Rebound taken down by the Oles, and we're going to have a foul, I think, on Getz, and that'll be his second foul. So Coach Kershaw is going to have to bring in a substitute here. John Carragher, the senior, 6'3", from Glencoe, Illinois, comes in for Spencer Getz. Luke Harris is going to check back in here, too, for the Carlton Knights for Cummings. 16-13 is our score. St. Olaf leads with 9.59 to go in the half. Also on the floor for St. Olaf is Jacob Mertis. Mertis is a freshman from Boise, Idaho. He stands 6'6". Right down the lane. Layup up and it's good. By Metcalf. Went right down the lane and got the easy bunny. 9.39 to go. It's 18-13. St. Olaf. Out front, the freshman. Swings it left side to Sweat. Sweat back to Cohen. Back to Sweat for three. It's no good. Rebound goes to St. Olaf as it bounces out of bounds. And Carlton again is having a tough night at the three-point line. They're one for six. Two for five is St. Olaf. 18-13 is our score. Carlton shooting 33% to 50% for the Oles. As Gibbons getting ready to check back in for Carlton. St. Olaf has the ball, and we got a travel called on the Oles. Turnovers. Carlton has one, it says here, and that was the fifth for St. Olaf. They got two baskets off, two turnovers right out of the gate to the Carlton Knights. Been tough sledding ever since. Harris on that left wing. Looks to dribble to his right. He'll stop at the free throw line. Dump it off to Coling. Who goes in and scores. Sam Colding, the 6'5 freshman from Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
Makes it 18-15, and I think that's where that third scoring might come from here for Carlton. It's a whole different level of ball here than it is in high school. As St. Olaf, good ball movement here. Little reverse dribble going up off glass. Too easy is Ryan Warren, the sophomore 6-2 from Eden Prairie. Went to Benilde St. Margaret's. 8.22 to go in the half. It's 20-15. As Givens dribbles to his right. Now back to his left, back to his right. Goes down and has a shot blocked out of bounds. And they say the ball was off of Givens. The block was made by Mertiz. As looking to bring the ball up is Metcalf for the St. Olaf Oles. Up by five with 8.06 to go in this first half. Across the floor they go with the basketball to Warren. Now on the right side to Walker. He'll pass it in the corner. Warren looks to dribble penetrate. Passes it on the right wing. Here's a triple. It's no good. Rebound. Battle for by about five different guys. They're going to call a foul on Carlton. It's going to be on St. Olaf. Or no, I guess no foul. It'll be St. Olaf's ball, or Carlton's ball, excuse me, 20 to 15. 7.46 to go. So Gibbons will inbound it, and Carlton's going to see if they can't up their shooting percentage from 35. Harris with a basketball, right-handed dribble. He'll hand it off to Gibbons. Gibbons, top of the key, will get it back to Harris. Harris creates a little floater, a little underhand floater right at the basket by Luke Harris, the league's leading scorer. And you just heard Ryan Kershaw say, I need a timeout with the score. St. Olaf 20, Carlton 17. He wants to make some defensive adjustments because St. Olaf is just getting too deep getting too many easy looks at the federated mutual insurance company is hiring in owatonna and mankato federated insurance offers full training competitive pay and benefits plenty of room for growth and an unmatched company culture we are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail no insurance experience is required join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Yep, Federated Insurance will bring your halftime report. Gordy Kosfeld here at the KDHL Sports Microphone from Umyaya, Bob Kelly, Gelly Court, Skoglin Arena, campus of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota. The battle for the goat. Of course, they have to St. Olaf would have to sweep Carlton to get the GOAT back, which means they have to win tonight and again when they play at Carlton. Carlton knows they'll retain the GOAT if they win tonight. So, Carragher, Coling, Sweat, Gibbons, Harris on the floor for Carlton. Martin is back, Connor Martin. The 6'2 senior from Peoria, Illinois, is back on the floor. St. Olaf gets the ball to Hannah. Out front to Calls. Hannah's going to shoot a triple. It's no good. Rebound, nobody. It's going to bounce out of bounds. It's like St. Olaf wants to put a little pressure here on Carlton coming out of this. 
Martin looks like he's going to try and pressure Harris. At least he's going to keep check of him here as Harris brings the ball up. Harris looks to get in attack mode again. Gets inside the paint, kicks it in the corner. Carragher fakes the three, gets it back in the corner. It's knocked away by a great quick hands that time by Hannah. As Banovets is going to check in for Sweat for the Carlton Knights. 6.59 to go first half. It's 20-17 to 17 St. Olaf. And when you consider Carlton's only shooting 38% to be down one possession is pretty good. Carragher to Banovitz, top of the key, Coleman swings the left side to Gibbons. Gets getting ready to check in with his two fouls as Banovitz bullied his way to the basket, missed the layup. Now they get a top of the key to Harris. They really know where he is. Carragher gets in the lane over to Banovitz for three, and it's no good. Rebound, Harris on the long board, goes in, layup good. He's so good with both hands. He can finish left, he can finish right. And he finished that time to make it 20 to 19. If Carlton could D it up, they have a chance to get the lead here. As Martin has it, gets the top of the key to Calls, dribbles to his left. He'll hand it off to Kirk. Kirk dribbles to his left now to his right. Nice shot off there by Carragher. As Hannah goes in, shoots a high shot, no good. Rebound yanked down by Gibbons. Good contest that time by Carlton. As Harris brings the ball up, gets it to Carragher, back to Harris. Fought about three, goes baseline, layup is no good. He came up short. 5.54 to go, it's 20-19, to St. Olaf. Harris now three for six from the field, and all have been layups. Banovet saves it in on the wrong end of the floor. You should never do that. On your opponent's end of the floor, you don't save it in because that's what could happen. He saved it right in the hands of an Ole who went right in for a layup. It's 22-19. We were always taught never, ever save the ball on the opponent's end of the floor. As Harris dribbles to his right, he'll throw over the top of the defense. Gibbons for three. It's no good. One for eight from Treyland is Carlton, and it's 22-19. As Kirk hands it off, now Calls got the ball at the top of the key. A couple of dribbles will hand it off to Greer. Greer, two-hand chest pass. Albers, here's a triple by Kirk, no good. Rebound, Harris had it, had it knocked away, and they're going to say the ball belongs to Carlton. So Spencer Getz is going to check in for Luke Carragher. Excuse me, John Carragher. John gave him some really quality minutes there. The 6'3 senior from Glencoe, Illinois. Coling comes back on the floor along with Getz, Harris, Gibbons, and Banovets. The starters are back on the floor here for Carlton with 4.57 to go in the half. And St. Olaf also has their starters on the floor. 22-19, Oles lead it. They have led most of this half after Carlton took a 4-0 lead to start the game. Harris looking to dribble penetrate again, and they've got a lot of players there to deny him that lane. He missed another shot. As Martin brings it up, here's Albers for three, comes up short. Albers tracks down his rebound, gets it to Greer. And now the ball's knocked away from behind by Gibbons on the dribble penetration attempt by Martin. Another turnover, that's what's keeping Carlton in this game. Seven turnovers for, here's a three by Harris, it's no good. Rebound, well, Coling had it in his hands, and all of a sudden he dropped it, and St. Olaf has it. Up 22 to 19, Martin called for the ball. Gets a screen, shoots the long range jumper, it's no good. Rebound, Banovets. 
St. Olaf is two for nine from three-point range. One for eight is Carlton. Neither team exactly sizzling the nets. 22-19. 3.50 to go here in the first half. Harris, right side to Gibbons. Fakes left. He's got Martin on him. Goes in the lane. Passes it in the corner. Shot from three by Banovitz. is bottom of the net. We're tied at 22. With 3.35 to go in the first half, Greer brings the ball up. Guarded by Gibbons. They want to lock down their defense better here. Carlton Martin on the right side to Albers. Albers might have got poked in the eye there inadvertently. He's holding his nose, actually. Here's a step-back shot, and it's good by Martin. The step-back by Martin makes it 24-22 St. Olaf. Good crowd on hand, as always, when these two teams meet. Gibbons brings the ball up. Over to Coling, national champion soccer team, the men's soccer team in the corner there, cheering on their oldies. Harris gets it across the way to Banavitz. Banavitz, looking, looking, gets it back out front to Getz. There's eight seconds on the shot clock. Harris looks to dribble penetrate again, and we're going to have an offensive foul called on Harris. That's his second foul with 2.48 to go in the half. We had a timeout by St. Olaf. They want to hoop on this possession. Two minutes, 48 seconds to go in the first half. It's the kind of war we anticipate when St. Olaf and Carlton get together. Two minutes, 48 seconds to go in the half. It's 24-22 St. Olaf. The Oles are led by Kirk with seven points, six by Martin, five by Greer. So very good balance there. Banavets leads Carlton with 10 points on four of 10 shooting. Luke Harris has six. He's three of nine from the field, and most of those were layups. And those are the two leading scorers for the Carlton Knights. Carlton shooting 34%, 43% for St. Olaf. Neither team is blistering the nets from three-point land. Two for 10 is St. Olaf, and also two for 10 is Carlton. Free throws, 0 for 2 is Carlton. Two for 4 is St. Olaf. Rebounds 20 to 15 in favor of the Oles. As St. Olaf will bring the ball up. Caleb Greer to Kirk. Gets it over to Martin. You know they mapped some kind of a play to get him a hoop on this possession. Coach Kershaw can't believe what he just saw. The ball should be going the other way, he says. As Martin gets it in the corner, Kirk for three, and it's bottom of the net. 27-22. You can hear Coach Kershaw saying hi. He wants a high offense here. Try and draw people away from that basket so Harris can get his layups. Hopefully get him in. Harris. They contest him every time he drives in that lane. There's four guys collapsing. If he kicks, somebody's got to hit the open shot. Banovitz over to Coling. Back to Banovitz. Banovitz gets it on the block to Getz. Three seconds on the... Oh, nice move by Getz. He faked like he was going to go right, went or left and went right and dropped it right in. It's 27-24. St. Olaf with a minute 40 to go in the half. Greer brings the ball up at the volleyball attack line. Passes two-hand chest pass right side to Martin. 
One dribble back out front to Calls. Calls takes one dribble, looks, looks. Kirk looks to post up, gets. Gets it back out front to Elbers. Elbers, Calls is out front there, leaving the room for Martin to drive. Martin right side, fade away again, no good. Calls touches it. Martin out quick, separated. Oh, great pass by Martin to Kobe Kirk. That was an outstanding pass, and they're just a step too late to get to these loose balls. St. Olaf's getting all the loose balls. It's 29-24. That kind of happened to Gustavus Dewar's a three by Harris. It's no good. Rebound's going to be taken down by St. Olaf. Pretty much one and done here for Carlton. Offensive rebounds for St. Olaf. Handoff goes to Martin. Martin turns the corner behind the back, goes in the lane, scoops it up off glass, no good. Rebound taken down by Calls. He'll get it back out front. Kirk for three, it's no good. And let's see, the rebound comes down to Harris. Harris, a very good rebounding guard, might have to help out his teammates here. 28 seconds to go. There's actually about two-second differential on the shot clock and the game clock. And you hear Coach Kershaw, they're going for the last shot here, it appears of the shot clock anyway. 29-24, St. Olaf leads. Banovets hands it off to Harris. Eight seconds. Four seconds on the shot clock. Gets turnaround jumpers, no good. Rebound taken down by St. Olaf, and that'll be the half. 29-24 is the score here at halftime. The St. Olaf Oles leading the Carlton Knights. Of course, they're going to honor the national champion men's soccer team here at halftime on Bob Gelly Court, Scoglin Arena on the campus of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, where it says Umyaya in black at each of the free throw lines. St. Olaf College on each of the end lines here. We'll have your halftime statistics during your... Federated Insurance Halftime Report in just a moment. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication, tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Well, the national championship men's soccer team is on the floor. 
They're receiving a standing ovation from everybody in the place. Well, there are a few Carlton people that aren't standing up, <laughs> but most of the people here are standing up. As they're dragging a microphone out there. Our score here at halftime is St. Olaf 29, Carlton 24. All things considered, I'd say that's not too bad as Carlton got out-rebounded by eight. Hello, The Oles defeated Amherst 2-1 in overtime yesterday for the national title. Here are your first half stats for St. Olaf. They are shooting in this first half 43% from the field. They're 3 for 12, which is 25% from three-point land. 2 for 4 from the free-throw line. Carlton is shooting 34%. They're 2 for 11 from three-point range. 0 for 2 from the free-throw line. Here in the first half, rebounds, though, I think are the big thing. If I'm the Carlton coaching staff, I'd be hammering that. We got box out better. We got some offensive boards, four of them for Carlton, six of them for St. Olo. The Oles have 24 total rebounds to 16 for Carlton. 29-24 again is our score. Assists, four credited for each team. Turnover, seven by the Oles and two by Carlton. That's what's keeping Carlton in this game, quite frankly. There were a couple of blocks by St. Olaf and a couple of blocks by Carlton. We'll take a look at the individual statistics right after these. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Halftime, 29-24, St. Olaf. 
looking at some individual statistics for Carlton. Leading the way is Matt Banovitz with 10 points. He has the two threes for the team. He has five rebounds. Played 17 minutes. Luke Harris has six points, three rebounds. In 16 minutes and 57 seconds. There goes down quite a bit. Spencer Getz has four points, two assists, and two rebounds in 14.58. Two points for Sam Coling on one for two shooting. He has one rebound. Gibbons with two assists and two points and a rebound in 13 minutes and 18 seconds. Miles Fritch has a rebound and played 642. Gabriel Cummings has a rebound and played 303. Chuck Sweat played six minutes and three seconds in the first half. He's 0 for 1 from Treyland, had one rebound. John Carragher played 502. Really did a nice job when he was in there. He has nothing on the stat line, but he really, I thought, played well, especially on the defensive end of the floor. I was kind of shocked to see he didn't have any rebounds here, to be quite honest. So I thought he had one for the St. Olaf Oldies. Kobe Kirk is leading the way with 12 points. He's got five rebounds in 17 minutes. Six points by Connor Martin in 15-26. He also has five rebounds. Three assists as well for Martin. Caleb Greer has five points, one assist, one rebound in 13-57. Among other starters... Brendan Calls has two points, one for one for the field. He has three rebounds in 14-26. Two points for Addison Metcalf. He also had two rebounds in five minutes and 16 seconds. Looking at the hustle stats, points off turnovers. Carlton has 11 points off turnovers. St. Olaf has four. That's what's keeping Carlton in this game as well. Points in the paint, Carlton 18, St. Olaf 14. Second chance points are dead even at four. Fast break points, one nothing for the Oles. Bench points, four nothing for the Oles. That's right, four points off the bench for St. Olaf. No points off the bench for Carlton. St. Olaf had the lead 17 minutes and three seconds in the first half. Carlton had it 149. They had it right out of the gate in the first minute. They got two turnovers. Two scores. They're up 4 nothing. But since then, it's been kind of tough sledding for the Carlton Knights as the St. Olaf Oles again lead this basketball game at the half by a score of 29-24 to as the national champion men's soccer team was just recognized on the floor. I'm sure they're out uh, maybe giving autographs in the hallway or the lobby. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty cool that they were able to pick up a national championship in men's soccer, the first MIC school to do that in men's soccer. The women's teams, MIC has won a few. I seem to recall McAllister having quite a run not that many years ago. 
in women's soccer. But it, it doesn't happen all that often, right? Pick up a national championship, that's just Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is passionate about the care and enrichment of the next generation. At the heart of our charitable focus is youth mentoring and our support of Big Brothers Big Sisters. We are proud of our employees who are currently volunteering to be a Big Brother, Big Sister, Big Couple, or Big Family, and yet there are hundreds of children still waiting for a Big. Ignite your year. Empower potential today. Consider this your personal invitation to learn more about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Together, we can make a difference. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Well, Carleton's back on the floor. The St. Old Foley's are still getting last-minute instructions here, and they're the team that's ahead. 29-24 at halftime. I'm pretty sure that the Carleton coaches emphasize they got to box out better, need to hit the glass better, obviously need to shoot better. But uh, sometimes you don't have a lot of control over that last thing. There's nights when it goes in the basket, and there's nights when it doesn't. And we'll see what happens here in the second half. With St. Olaf up by 5, 29-24. The largest lead for the Oles, five points, where they're at right now. Carlton's largest lead was a minute into the game. Actually, 47 seconds into the game, if you want to be precise when they were up 4-0. At the 13.56 mark, they had a five-point scoring run to get it to one, but they weren't able to get that lead for too long. They had three lead changes in the first half and two ties in the first half between these two teams. As the score again, 29-24. Thanks to... Federated Insurance out of Oatana for bringing you our halftime report. We'll be back with your second half in 90 seconds. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. 
Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Well, get ready to start the second half. With the score 29-24, St. Olaf leading. So for Carlton, it'll be the starters back on the floor here. Spencer Getz, Sam Colling, Bat Benevitz, Alex Gibbons, and Luke Harris. Likewise, for St. Olaf, they're going to have Kobe Kirk, Brendan Calls, Connor Martin, Josh Elvers, and Caleb Greer. Elvers getting ready to inbound the ball across the floor from us here. Bob Gelly Court, Skoglund Arena. St. Olaf campus in Northfield, Minnesota. Second half is underway here with Gordy Kosfeld at the KDHL Sports Microphone. Martin will hand it off to Kirk, get back to Martin. He has the ball knocked away by Harris. And he'll get the ball back to inbound it here, or he won't inbound it, but Greer will. Greer looks, gets it to Martin, back to Greer. Dribbles the top of the key, gets it back to Martin in the right corner. He'll lob it into Calls. Calls was double teamed for an instant. Now gets it back to Martin. Spins one way, then the other. Shot from 15's wild. Rebound taken down by Gibbons. Gets it ahead to Harris. Harris gets it back to Gibbons. Gibbons wants to dribble, penetrate, goes under the basket, kicks in the corner, right side to Getz. Yep, quick ball movement. You need that here. Quick ball movement. Getz gets it on the right corner. Looking to dribble, penetrate, reverse layup is good by Coling, the freshman. Nice reverse layup. Right-handed from the left side, reverse. It's 29-26. Well, Carlton got the stop they wanted. Calls from Martin, stands with the ball, gets it on the right side to Greer. Greer dribbles to his right, drives baseline. Might have got away with a push-off there. Banovitz was on him. Shots up in the lane, it's no good. Rebound back tap by Martin. Kirk three, no good. Rebound taken down by Gibbons. Gibbons will get it over to Harris in the first couple of the possessions. Carlton's done a better job boxing out. Getz hands it off to Harris. Harris dribbles to his right between the legs. Bounces it now. Coling the freshman against Coles. He'll go in the lane. Can't find anything there. Gets it out to Harris. Harris backs up with a dribble. There's eight seconds on the shot clock. Coling. Harris will shoot the three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Martin. Martin will bring the ball up. 
Behind the back dribble, 29-26, Oles lead it. They led by five at the half. That's been their biggest lead. He goes right to the basket, missed it. Rebound taken down by Harris. So Carlton do a better job on the glass here early. As Harris gets it out to Gibbons. Gibbons thought about a three behind the back pass. Or, excuse me, dribble gets it over to Harris. Harris passes it over to Getz. Getz, Banovich trying to get open. Martin's just bodying him up all over the place. Now Banovich looking to get into the basket, getting bodied up. He misses the shot. Rebound taken down by Banovich, who just out-muscled everyone for that one. Gets it out front to Harris. Harris looks to Coach Kershaw, tells him what he wants him to run. He'll pass it to Getz. Getz back to Harris in the middle of the lane. Harris under the basket, scores. Good flash to the basket. Good team basketball that time by Carlton. 29-28 St. Olaf, 17-23 to go in regulation. Greer out to Calls. Calls, passes on the left side. The ball's knocked away. Of course, that name sounds familiar from Moundsview. His grandfather was Ziggy Calls, the legendary coach for the Moundsview Mustangs. Paul sets a screen for Greer. Greer steps back, shoots the triple, bang! Always are up 32-28, Greer now with eight points. 16.58 to go here in the second half. Well, if you're not hitting the three, then there's no sense shooting it. So far, Carlton has not even tried a three here in this half as they're knocking at the ball for Banovets. <laughs> they call the foul on Albers. Coach Cods can't believe it, but Banovitz goes to the free throw line and he swishes it. 32-29, back to a one-possession game. It's everything we thought it would be. When these two teams get together, it's always a war, and it's good. Always has a playoff feel to it as Greer will bring the ball up left to right on your radio dial. The left-handed dribble. Passes the top of the key to Kirk. He'll get it to Calls. Kirk is being guarded now by Banovets. It was Getz. Calls goes in the lane, shoots the shot, misses it. The ball's back tapped by Banovets with two and only. Martin has it. Behind the back pass is picked off. Got a little too fancy there. Harris brings it up across midcourt top of the keys launched a couple of threes hasn't made any Gibbons missed a three as well so St. Olaf will come back the other way up by two Martin goes in for the layup missed it it wasn't a customary layup for some reason he wanted to go reverse over the head now they get it over to Getz he gets looks at coach Kaz has that look on his face what just just shoot the layup out front is Coling will pass it on the right side to Harris Harris gets the screen they bounce it in the paint now back to Harris, top of the key. Harris dribbles to his right, goes in, scoops it off glass, missed it. Rebound gets, looked like he was tied up with calls, still trying to get the ball. Calls might have traveled, no call there. As St. Olaf brings the ball back up. Boy, I didn't know you could move your feet when you rebounded. As Greer has it, way out front. Looks to dribbles to his left. He'll step back, pass it to Albers now, top of the key, over to Greer. It's Kirk looking to lob it into Calls. Can't get it into him. Coley's doing a nice job fronting him. Now they do get it to Call. 
Calls, shoots a shot, misses. Rebound, Greer out-rebounds Harris. Here's a Albers three, and it's bottom of the net. Offensive rebounds, again, are killing the Carlton Knights. It's 35-30, putback points. We're tied at four at the half as Coling hands it off to Harris. Harris now to Banovets. Banovets looks to drive to the basket. He'll bounce it underneath the Gats. They get it out to Harris. He'll shoot the three, and it's bottom of the net. Luke Harris hits a triple. And we got an inbounds violation here by St. Olaf. I missed it. I was blocked out by a bunch of people, so I didn't see what happened, to be honest. We're right courtside here. We appreciate the hospitality at St. Olaf. As Cummings is back in the game, Gabriel Cummings for the Carlton Knights. They lob it in, gets right under the basket, scores. It's 35-35 with 14-20 to go in this game. Greer brings it across, left-handed dribble. Pass the left side as Hannah's back in the game for St. Olaf. Elber sets a screen, rolls the basket. The ball stolen away by Banovitz. Banovitz comes out of the fray, brings it up the court. Switches hands all the way. Now gets it to Getz, drops it out. Banovitz for three. It's bottom of the net. Matt Banovitz hits a triple. His third triple of the game. And it's 38-35. Carlton leads with 13.50 to go in this one. Greer dribbles to his right. He'll launch a three, and it's bottom of the net. Greer can shoot the rock. Came into this game with just two threes on the season, but he's got a couple in this one. As Cummings brings the ball up, passes on the left side to Frisch. Frisch now gets it to Banovitz. Banovitz fakes the shot, goes in, shoots the shot. Scoop shot, underhand, scores. And it's 40-38, to 38. Matt Banovitz. It's Matt Banovitz time here. It's Greer between the legs, dribble, dribbles to his right. They hedge out on him. Here's a three by... Um, Albers no good. Banovets gets a rebound. Boy, he's been good on both ends. Now they get it to Getz. Getz right wing. A couple of left-handed dribbles. We'll get it back to Banovets. He's got the hot hand. They pass it underneath the sweat. He'll launch it out to Getz. Getz in the middle of the lane. Kicks it on the right side. Here's a long-range jumper. No good by Cummings. Rebound taken out by Calls. As Greer looks to bring the ball up, Banovitz tried to steal it from behind. Greer was aware he was there. Coling getting ready to check back in for the Carlton Knights. And the Oles are going to bring somebody in too. Hannah dribbles right, then left. Gets it to Calls. Calls will pass it across the floor to Greer. He'll get it in the left corner. An open three, no good. Rebound taken out as Kirk missed the open three. 40-38, to 38, Carlton leads. 12.25 to go. They're now shooting 39%, 37% for the Oles. As Carlton has come out here with a good defensive effort, Banovets hands it off to Cummings. He'll shoot the triple. It's no good. Rebound taken down by St. Olaf. As Kirk comes out of there with it, the Carlton Knights, other than Banovets, nobody are able to hit the threes. It's just not their night. Greer, another step back three, but he missed it. Top of the key. That must be his spot. Remember, he had two all season he was two for seven coming into this game <laughs> two for seven and he's three for th- four in this one here's a three by sweat that's no good rebound taken down by st olaf 
So a couple of, well, they're not empty possessions, empty in terms of points, but a couple of threes that probably were ill-advised. Now St. Olaf turns it over. As Coling, the freshman from Michigan, checks in for Banovitz, and my guess is Matt's not going to get a real long rest. He's been their best player tonight. Fritsch will inbound it. Cummings will bring the ball up. Carlton up by two, 40 to 38. They were down by five at the half. Cummings gets it to Coling. Coling will hand it off to Fritsch. Fritsch dribbles to his right, bounces it back to Coling, right at the bat, missed it right under the basket, missed it again, but he's fouled. He was right under the basket. <laughs> he couldn't get it to go in. The freshman. from Ann Arbor, Michigan. So at the free throw line is Coling. Uh, His free throw is no good. Man, oh man. Carlton is two for five from the free throw line. Hit their free throws that have a bigger lead. They call them free throws. There's nothing free about them. You got to make them. And he made the second one. Rolled in. So back in the game for St. Olaf is Addy Metcalf. Junior from Stillwater. Hannah hands it off to Kirk. Kirk, they get it out top of the key. They did a nice job on Kirk so far. This half gets is on him. Looking to dribble, penetrate. Shots up. Quick shot, no good. Rebound taken down. And Carlton's doing a much better job on the glass. Sweat gets the rebound. Hands it off to Cummings. Cummings is at the top of the key with a left-handed dribble. Gets it over to Fritsch. Bounces it in on the block to Coling. Coling looks to go inside. Fakes one way, goes the other. The ball swatted out of the air by Kirk. Swatted out of the air by Kirk. Looks like we're going to have a foul here. It's going to be on Sweat. The foul's on Sweat. I frankly did not see that, but uh, obviously the officials did. As Colling got under the basket, he had outmaneuvered his defender, but a guy came over, that guy being Kirk, and swatted it out of the air when he shot it. It's 41-38. Carlton leads. Pass left side to Hannah. He'll step back, shoot the three. It's bottom of the net. St. Olaf has now hit seven threes. Carlton has three. We're tied at 41. Dribble to his left, Cummings. He'll pass it across the floor to Fritsch. Fritsch drives left. He'll pass it in the corner, right side to Coling. Coling wants to dribble, penetrate, goes in, and the layup is good, and he's fouled. The freshman will go to the free throw line. Foul was called on Jaken Mertice. So Coling has a chance for a three-point play the old-fashioned way, which can give his team a three-point lead with just under 10 minutes to go in regulation. It is good. As St. Olaf will bring the ball up left to right on your radio dial. Carlton, of course, right to left. The handoff goes to Kirk. Gets the pick and roll there. Kirk 
shoots the shot and scores over Getz. Coach Kosmowski's going to take a full timeout here with 9.41 to go. His Oles are down by one. He wants to make some defensive adjustments on Coling, who has been taking the ball to the rack with regularity the last few trips down Carleton the floor. ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops lifelong learners. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Much better job on the glass so far this half by Carleton. Carleton now has 7 assists, 6 for St. Olaf. Spencer Getz has 5 assists in this game. I'm going to check his career highs. Got to be close to a career high. As Carlton brings the ball up right to left on your radio dial. Banavets will pass the top of the key to Coling. Left side to Fritch. Fritch will bounce it on the block. Left side of the hoop to Banavets. Little shot. He's got that little hook patented in the middle of that gold paint. And it's 46-43. Carlton with a lead. 9.15 to go in regulation. And I say that in all honesty. This could go overtime. Here's a three, and it's good. Their eighth triple of the game. Mertice hits the triple, and it's 46-46 with 8.56 to go. Harris gets it right side to Banavets. Coling left side to Fritch. Fritch. Passes it to Getz. Leaves it for Banavets. Takes the three. Dribbles to his right. They switch on Banavets. He'll try to bounce it baseline. And nobody went for the ball baseline. I think he was hoping Harris would go baseline. And he bounced it out of bounds. That's that's just Carlton's third turnover of this game. Six turnovers for St. Olaf. Oles can take the lead again here with 8.32 to go. Kirk drops off right side. They lob it. Alley-oop to Kirk for the lay-in at the rim. 48-46. St. Olaf. As Fritsch has it on the left wing. Wants to get it into Banavets. He's getting pushed. And they're going to call the push on Walker. Dashel Walker. It's whistled for the foul. Pass comes into Banavets at the free throw line. Poking at it was uh, Walker. Banavets takes a few dribbles right side of the hole. He's looking to dribble. He's slapping at the ball. Which in my day was a reach in. Banavets passes it right side to Fritch. Four seconds on the shot clock. 
Getz gets it to Coling, has to shoot the shot, missed it. Rebound, put back up, missed by Fritsch. Boy, he came in there and got the rebound, but he came up too short on the shot, and the Oles can add to their two-point lead. Here's another three, and it's good, and a foul on a three-point shot. A foul on a three-point shot. Metcalf will go to the free-throw line with a chance for a four-point play, 51-46. Harris gets called for his third foul as Gibbons checks in for Fritsch. With 7.38 to go in this one. It's raining threes here for the Oles. They're really shooting well now from three. They're up to 40%, 41% from three-point range. He missed the free throw. Rebound comes down to Banovitz. Back to their biggest lead, five for St. Olaf. There's Harris with a right-handed dribble. He's been kind of quiet here this half. Dribbles to his left. Stops at the free throw line. He's the MIC's leading scorer. Givens right side. Gets it. Three by Colling is good. The freshman rips the nylon. Boy, do they need that. It's a two-point deficit now. 51-49, 7-11 to go. Kirk has the ball way out front. He's the leading scorer for the Oles. He'll dribble to his right. He'll hand it off. Now they get a top of the key to Calls. He'll hand it off. And he's looking. There's another three, and it's no good. And a rebound. We're going to have a foul, or no, I guess it hit the bracket of the backboard, so it's going to be Carlton's ball as it hit the bracket. Six minutes, 54 seconds to go in regulation. St. Olaf 51, Carlton 49. Here on KDHLAM, Faribault, Minnesota, a Town Square media station. Your radio home for the Carlton Knights. We have most of the men's games this year because the women, varsity, not playing a schedule this year. Right side, it's Harris dribbles to his lap between the legs now. Looks to get in the lane, and he scoops it up, misses it. Rebound taken on by Getz. He goes up, he misses it. Rebound again. Getz trying to battle for it. He's got guys on his back. The ball's going to go to Carlton. Both of them had point-blank shots right at the basket and could have get it to go in. And so the uh, Carlton Knights will retain possession of this ball as they got the four-low set. Luke Harris will inbound it to Banavets. Banavets probably wishes he would have taken the quick shot there. He's open for an instant. Here's the shot, and it's good. Boy, he's got a good little shot in the lane that just... He, they just can't block it, that little hook. We're tied at 51 with six minutes to go on this one. Metcalf on the left wing looks to dribble penetrate baseline. He gets shut off by Harris. He'll pass it way out front now. Kirk swings it over to Walker. Fakes left, goes right. Wants to get closer to the basket. Goes up and he'll throw it off the side of the backboard and Coling will get called for a foul. The freshman gets called for the foul. As at the free throw line is Walker. And missed the free throw. I'm another. St. Olaf is two for six from the free throw line, and Carlton is four for seven. As Walker toes the line for his second one. 
And it's good. A one-point St. Olaf lead, 52-51 with 5.49 to go in the game. And regulation. Martin's back in the game. Greer's back in the game. Sitting down will be Metcalf. Sitting down will be Hannah. So the starters are back on the floor for St. Olaf. As the starters are on the floor for Carlton as well. Harris looks to bring the ball up. Cross midcourt. He averages 24. Going to the basket. Coling again the freshman. He'll pass it underneath to Getz. Getz will get it back to Coling over to Harris. There's 10 seconds of the shot clock. Harris triple is no good. Rebound taken down. St. Olaf will take that every day of the week because his game is driving to the hoop. He did hit a triple earlier. But his game is driving to the hoop, and they have shut that effectively down by clogging that lane when he gets the ball. Martin in the corner. Here's a three, and it's no good. Rebound battle for Bodies crashing. Coming out of there with it. Elbers for St. Olaf. Gets it to Greer. Now Martin dribbles right, goes left down the lane, shoots the shot off glass. We're going to have a foul called on Carlton. It's going to be on Spencer Getz. That'll be his third. So Getz gets whistled for his third foul. As Martin goes to the free throw line, the 6-2 senior from Peoria, Illinois, missed the first one. And I could tell he was probably going to miss that one because he was leaning as he was shooting the ball. He's off balance. Kind of hard to hit a free throw when you're off balance. There's a lot of movement of his legs, and this one's better. He made it. Holy's up by two, 53-51. There's never been anything bigger than a five-point lead in this game between these two evenly matched teams. Gibbons brings it up across midcourt. Passes it to Harris on the left wing, guarded by Greer. Harris looks to dribble penetrate. They want to steal the ball from him. They come over to help out this Martin. Harris again on the right wing. Harris will dribble to his left this time. Goes down the lane. Shoots the shot. He'll be fouled. And Luke's got to hit his free throws here. It's going to be on calls. Brendan calls. He's a 6'6'50'er man from North Oaks. Went to Moundsview where his grandpappy was the head coach for many years. And a good one. Won some state titles for Moundsview. Well, the players want it for him at Moundsview. Harris sinks the first free throw. We'll have another. Twenty-one points for Banovich in this game. Colleen's got eleven, and Harris now has thirteen. I think. Yeah, he has thirteen. So a timeout by Carlton. We're tied at 53. The last four minutes and 33 seconds. Fasten your seatbelts. Tied at 53. You're listening to Carlton Knight Men's Basketball at St. Olaf on Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals 
who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Tied at 53 with four minutes and 33 seconds to go in regulation. Martin inbounds to Greer. Both teams with starters on the floor. Greer will bounce it inside. It's stolen away by Coling. Tried to get it to Coles, and he just outquicked him to the ball. Twelve turnovers by St. Wolf. Three by Carlton. Gibbons, right side of the lane. Goes under the basket, bounces it over to Coling, and he traveled. He did. He did. He traveled. Not much question about it. He did. 4.02 to go. We're tied at 53. So St. Olaf will bring the ball up. Greer, Albers, Calls, Martin, and Kirk. Kirk gets it to Calls. Couple of dribbles, hands it off to Albers for three, and it's no good. Rebound high in the air. Gibbons got that one. He'll get it over to Luke Harris. And here, Coach Kershaw hollering out of play. Tied at 53 with 3.38 to go. Harris, two-hand chest pass over to Gibbons. Gibbons gets it to Banovitz. Banovitz fakes and stops and shoots and misses. Rebound taken down by Martin. Martin has not had the fast break looks that he had in the first half. Done a nice job shutting that off. Dribbling to his right, Kirk, between the legs. Loses it off his foot. Picked up by Carl. It's another turnover. Number 13. Nice bounce pass, but it's turned over. Greer steals the bounce pass, going in for the layup. He goes to the basket, loses the ball. Harris tracks it down. As he brings the ball up, that's another turnover. 14 of them by my count. Luke Harris with a basketball. Maybe they won't count that as a turnover. They'll count it as a shot, maybe. In any event, Banovitz has it. Left side of the hoop. Gets it out top of the key. They're looking to get somebody free for a shot here. Gibbons with five seconds on the shot clock. Bounces it into Coling. Takes one way. Goes the other way. Misses. And he's fouled, I think, by calls. And so the freshman will go to the free throw line. Yeah, Brendan Calls gets whistled for the foul. So Sam Coling, the 6'5 freshman from Ann Arbor, Michigan's free throw is no good. Carlton is 6 for 10 from the free throw line. That's not a great percentage. St. Wolf is worse, 4 for 9. He made that one. 
Carlton's got a 1.54-53 lead. We got two minutes and 30 seconds to go in this game. Martin brings it up with a right-handed waist-high dribble. He's got two guys on either side of the lane. He keeps the dribble. He'll pass it on the right side to Greer. Greer dribbles left, then right, then goes back to his left. He'll hand it off to Elbers. Elbers at the top of the key, pass it to Martin. Martin looks to penetrate, go to the basket, and he scores. And he's going to be fouled in the process. Getz just got his fourth foul. Connor Martin just outquicked him to the basket. They got a one-point lead. If he makes this free throw, they'll have a two-point lead with two minutes and 13 seconds to go in regulation. Martin's free throw is good. Well, this is an important trip for Carl. They need to hoop here. We're approaching two minutes to go. Harris brings it up. Gets it to Gibbons. Harris runs through the lane, gets the ball back from Coling. 12 seconds on the shot clock. Harris wants to dribble penetrate. He almost lost the ball, gets it to Getz. Getz had the ball knocked away, and Martin's going to come out of there with a fray. Martin behind the back dribble goes all the way through the lane with a minute 41 to go, and he smartly brings it out so they can milk clock. Minute 34 to go. Coach Kozmoski is going to take a timeout. He's going to try to get a poop on this possession. My guess is he'd like a three-point play of one way, shape, or form to give him a two-possession game with a minute 33 to go. Don't touch that dial. It's St. Olaf 56, Carlton 54 on KDHL. Carlton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carlton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carlton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Well, it's a terrific game, just as it always is when these two teams get together. There's 19 seconds on the shot clock, a minute 33 on the game clock. St. Olaf has the ball, and I would guess they will milk this clock before they run their play. Greer dribbles to his right, hands it off to Kirk. Dribbles to his left. He'll pass it over to Martin across the floor, left side of the hoop. Now they get it back to Greer. Fakes left, goes right. Looks to dribble penetrates. The ball knocked away, gets it back. And goes up, missed everything. Rebound's going to be taken down. It's a shot clock violation. So an empty possession there for St. Olaf. And here Coach Kershaw saying they want to take a timeout when he gets it across midcourt. As Harris looks to bring the ball up, guarded by Greer, and he'll call a timeout as he gets it across midcourt. Carlton in desperate need of a hoop here. They're down by two with a minute eight to go in this game. Oh, my, oh, my. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. 
so you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. 68 seconds left in this regulation. Like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go overtime. In order for that to happen, Carlton pretty much has to score on this possession. They're down by two with a minute eight to go. So we'll see what Coach Kershaw and his staff drew up here. Harris will inbound it across the floor from us. Banovitz stands at the top of the key, standing at the free throw line is Coling. On the left wing is Gibbons, and in the right corner is Getz. As he looks, looks, gets it out to Coling, hands it back off to Harris. You would think some dribble drive here by Harris. They get it into Banovitz. Banovitz trying to hold off. Elmers goes to the basket. He's double teamed. Missed it right under the basket. Rebounds taken down by St. Olaf. I think they called a foul on Carlton. But now they're saying it's going to be a jump. What was the alternate possession? Arrow goes to Carlton. Nope, St. Olaf's got the ball. So Again, Banovitz got right to the rim. He just couldn't get it in. I don't know why kids these days don't want to use the glass because it makes it a whole lot easier than trying to throw it over the iron. You know, the ring. It's 56-54. St. Olaf leads. If they score here, it's going to be tough. Greer, top of the key, swings it right side to Kirk. Kirk goes inside the lane, fades away, missed everything. Rebound is taken down by Carlton with 30 seconds to go. It's a two-point game. Harris is going to dribble it across the floor and take the timeout. We'll keep it right here. It's 56-54 St. Olaf with 26 seconds left in regulation. Carlton has shot 36% in this game. They're 5 for 20 from Trayland. They're 7 for 11 from the free throw line. Matt Banovitz has 21 points. He has 9 rebounds. He has played 35 minutes. Luke Harris has 13 points. He has 4 rebounds. He has played 32 minutes. He leads the league in assists. Has no assists credited to him in this game. Coling has three rebounds to go with his 12 points. Those are the three guys in double figures. Then we'll see what Coach Kershaw maps out here along with his staff. Sweats on the floor, good three-point shooter. Along with Coling, Gibbons, Banovitz. Harris will inbound the ball. Gibbons runs through the lane to get it out to Banovitz, hands it back to Harris. 22 seconds to go. Harris drives left, baseline goes in, layup, missed it, but he's fouled by Greer. Greer fouls him. 
with 19 seconds to go. There's 19 seconds to go. As Harris. Free throw is good. This one would tie. And St. Olaf would have a chance to take a win of the buzzer. So a timeout by the Oles. They want to map out what they want to do if they get the ball. The best of all worlds would be for Carlton to make the free throw, get a steal, and get the ball back. But, you know, the best of all worlds doesn't always work, right? What a game. Biggest lead's been five this entire game. Carlton came out like gangbusters to start the second half. They were being badly out-rebounded at halftime, or minus eight. Right now, the rebounds are 33 for Carlton and 39 for St. Olaf, so they're still down six. Offensive boards. Nine for St. Olaf. Or no, I'm sorry, nine by Carlton. St. Olaf has 10 offensive rebounds. It seems like they have more than that. Points in the paint, 32-18 in favor of Carlton. Points off turnovers, 18-6 in favor of Carlton. It's hard to believe when you hear those two stats that they're behind, but it's because of the three-point shot. Nine of them have been made by St. Olaf. Five have been made by Carlton. So if Harris makes this free throw, we have a tie game, and and St. Olaf, I'm sure, would go for the last shot. And if they don't make it, we go to overtime. So Luke Harris at the free throw line. Big free throw, and it is good. Boy, what a clutch free throw that was. We're tied at 56 with 18 seconds to go, and Martin will bring the ball up. He's got a little skip in his step as he dribbles it behind the back. Brings it across midcourt with 10 seconds. They're going for the last shot. Martin gets it over to Kirk. Their leading scorer, Calls has it. Gets it back to Kirk. He'll shoot a three, and it's in and out. No good. We're going to go to overtime. I told you about four minutes ago. 56-56. Overtime is next. This is Carlton Knight Basketball. On KDHL. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com.
Well, we get ready. For the overtime, they put five minutes up on the clock. Seenal of 56, Carlton 56. Here on Bob Gelly Court, Scoglin Arena, on the campus of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota. <laughs> Another thriller between two schools in the same town. Colding will jump against Kirk, the freshman, and the senior. The official steps in and throws it up, and St. Olaf gets tapped. Greer will bring it up again left to right on your radio dial. Carlton's right to left. Handoff goes to Albers. He bounces it up to Cowell. Collins is at the top of the key. Here's a three, and it is good by Martin. He hits the triple. 59-56 as Harris brings the ball up. He looks to dribble left. Gets it to Getz. Gets top of the key to Banovitz. Carlton looking for their first MIC conference win. St. Olaf got theirs on Saturday. Banavets was looking to dribble penetrate. Uh, kind of a late whistle that time. Elvers had fallen down, and it took him a while to, to blow the whistle. So Banavets will go to the free throw line where Carlton is 9 of 13. 5 of 10 is St. Olaf. So Banavets is at the free throw line. With 4.24 to go in the overtime, and he missed the free throw. Rebounds taken down by Kirk. Martin has it. Dribbles to his left, hands it off to Greer. Greer to Calls. Calls, and then soccer team still in that corner on the right. Here's a three, and it is no good. Missed badly by Martin that, or Kirk that time. As Harris will bring the ball up. Off the right sideline. Looks to set up the offense. Keeps the left-handed dribble going. Now he uses it up. Passes it over to Banavet. Banavet's got a shove in the back, but no call. They get it out top of the key now. Paget swings it left side to Harris. He'll shoot another three. It's bottom of the net. Luke Harris hits the triple. And we're tied at 59 with 3.36 to go in the overtime. Greer across the timeline. Harris hits his second triple in this game. As Greer dribbles to his left. He had one all year coming into this one. Right side, they go with it to Martin. Martin gets it on the block to Calls. Calls wanted to dribble penetrate. We're going to have another foul, Coach. Uh, I think it's on Banovets. He did not like the call. Calls is a big physical guy, and Banovets was trying to hang with him physically, and he thought he did a pretty good job. We're tied at 59. Martin dribbles between his legs, gets to his left, being guarded by Harris to his right. Now they get it back in the corner. Here's a long three. It's no good. Rebound calls, jump right over the top to get that one. In the left corner, they go with it to Martin. We're tied at 59, three minutes to go. Martin passes it to Greer. Greer on the right side. Looking at dribble trade. Kirk goes in, hang time forever, and a foul is going to be called, I think, on Banovitz again. Nope, they're going to call it on Gibbons, and that's his second. Getz has four fouls here. Harris has three as Kirk's free throw is good. St. Olaf is six of 11 from the free throw line. 
17 points for Mr. Kirk. And he missed the second one. Rebound calls for St. Olaf. Martin has the ball. They can milk some more clock. A minute to go. Excuse me, a one-point lead. Here's a shot by Martin. It's no good. Rebound again. Caroms off about five pairs of arms before Bamford secures it. Two and a half minutes to go in the overtime. 60-59 to 59, St. Olaf. Harris hands it off Coling. Left side to Gibbons. Fakes left, goes right. Passes it to Harris. Harris just hit that triple. Goes to the baseline. Reverse layup. It did it out. No good. Man, oh man, he missed it. Rebound on the floor. The ball on the floor. About four bodies. They're going to call a tie-up. Possession arrow goes to Carlton. So Carlton has the ball with 20 seconds on the shot clock, 2.19 on the game clock. Harris will inbound it. Man, he just missed that reverse layup attempt as Getz gets bodied out of bounds. Uh, Foul's going to be on Martin. That's his second foul. So gets at the free throw line, swishes it. He makes this. Carlton's got a one-point lead with 2.16 to go in the overtime. And he does. What a game. Greer looks to bring the ball up, taps his head, brings it across midcourt. Hands it off. I thought Coach Kosmoski was going to call a timeout. Left side, they go with it. Elbers running through the lane, trying to stay with him. Gets his hooking his arm was Kirk that time. Looking one way, then the other is Martin. Martin, who's got some really quick feet on him. Dribbles left, goes right, throws up a wild shot, missed it. Rebound taken down by nobody, and it's going to go to Carlton. Minute 48 to go. A three-pointer would look awfully good right now by Carlton. I'm not talking a three-point shot necessarily, a three-point play. It would give them a four-point lead with a minute and some change to go. So Banovitz has the ball guarded by Elbers. Dribbles to his right. He's got that little patented hook shot in lane. Tries to step between a couple of defenders. They get it to Getz. He'll throw up a reverse layup. It's no good. Bodies flying everywhere. St. Olaf's coming back the other way. As Martin has it on the right wing. Dribbles to his left. Passes it off to Elbers. Elbers to his right over to Greer. Greer dribbles to his right. Stops. Ten footers. No good. Rebound taken down by Carlton with a minute eight to go. Again, 61-60. As Harris brings it up, Harris will pass it to Coling. Swings it over to Gibbons. Back to Harris, top of the key. Gets a screen. Now he rolls to his right, goes in. Layup is no good, and a foul is going to be called. With 51 seconds to go in regulation, Harris is back at the free throw line for two free throws. And catch who the foul was on, but... Luke Harris is at the free throw line where he's going to go and make it. 
clutch free throws by Mr. Clutch. Got 19 points. He made them both. He's got 20 points. It's a three-point lead with 50 seconds to go in overtime. Greer brings it up. Bounces it. Low bounce to Calls. Top of the key. Swings it over to Martin. Martin. Pass it on the right side to Elbers. Elbers dribbles left and right. Bounces it inside to Calls. Calls bounces it in the lane. Martin gets it over to Kirk. He's going to shoot the three. And it's bottom of the net. We're tied at 63 with 26 seconds to go. Harris brings it up. Carlton's going to take a timeout. They're going to try and map the shot that will win the game in overtime. Tied at 63. Carlton Knight basketball on Carlton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carlton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners 23.6 seconds on the clock see if Carlton goes for the last shot here that's what I would do that way if you score you win if you don't score you go to a second overtime I would not let any clock or not much clock be left on that clock when this possession is over. Sweat checks in for Carlton. Another three-point shooter. Banovitz, Coling, Gibbons, and Harris on the floor. Starters are on the floor for St. Olaf as well. Sweat is the lone non-starter on the floor. Harris gets the ball with 22 seconds. We'll see how things develop here. Colming has got a high screen at about the free throw line. There's 14 seconds. He gives it to Gibbons. Harris goes under the basket. Now they get it to Colling. Colling hands off to Harris. Six seconds. Harris goes in, shoots it up. He missed it. Rebound nobody. It's coming down. Harris goes back up, and we're going to a second overtime. We're going to a second overtime, tied at 63. I frankly can't believe a foul wasn't called in that whole fracas under the basket, but it wasn't. So we're going to a second overtime. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too, so you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com 
or AmesburyTruth.com slash careers. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. We're going to a second overtime, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Can get much more exciting than this. Second overtime. Boy, there were some chances point blank, and I, I still there's a lot of physicality going on in this in this game. So here we go. Second overtime tied at 63. Coling and Kirk. Uh, Harris saves it in as Coling got the tap that time. <laughs> Gets a big smile on his face. As Harris brings it across midcourt, they can take the lead. It's always better to play from the lead if you can. Gibbons gets it on the right side. They wanted a travel call, but he was bumped on that play. So you'd have to call a foul if they call travel. Gibbons has it, looks to dribble to his left. Step back by Gibbons is well short. Rebound by Martin, comes back the other way. He <laughs> he's a hard cover. They get it out front to Kirk. Speaking of hard covers, he's got 20 points to lead. St. Olaf, he's their leading scorer. Martin has it. Passes it out top of the key to Kirk. They swing it over to Albers. Guarded by Banovets. Out front to Greer. Guarded by Gibbons. They swing it back to Kirk. They switch on Kirk. He shoots an air ball from three. Tried to save it in ball call, calls. And it's turned over by Martin as he tried to pick it up. Turnovers have really hurt St. Olaf. They got 16 of them. Harris goes down the lane again, shoots it up, no good. Trying to get the rebound is Carlton and St. Olaf under the Carlton basket. And calls, goes out of bounds with the ball, basically. So Harris will inbound the ball with 3.48 to go in the second overtime. Lob pass comes out front to Banovets. He'll get it over to Getz. Getz passes it under the basket, Coling. They get it to Getz. Getz passes it to Harris on the right wing. Harris behind the three-point line. Looks to dribble. Penner loses the dribble. He dives on the floor to try and get it. They call a foul on Luke Harris trying to dive on the ball. Are you serious? Three minutes and 34. He's diving on the ball. They call a foul on him. Man, oh, man. So at the free throw line is going to be Kirk. That was just horrible. So Kirk's free throw is good. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You didn't call anything when a guy goes in for a layup in the last possession, and there was all kinds of contact, but you call a guy diving on the floor to get a loose ball? Here comes the free throw. He missed the second one. Rebound taken on by Getz at 64-63 St. Olaf with 3.31 to go in regulation. Or, excuse me, in the second overtime. Harris dribbles to his left, pass it on the left side to Gibbons. Gibbons goes to his right. St. Olaf's doing a nice job clogging the lane, and now they're going to get called for holding Banovets. <laughs> it might have been a makeup. <laughs> that was a makeup. 
Sobanovitz at the free throw line. It's good. He'll have another. We're tied at 64. 3.20 to go. Second overtime. He made them both. Banovets has 23 points to lead the Carlton scoring. Harris has 20. Handoff goes to Elbers. Out front they go to Calls. Calls left side. He was open for three. Decides not to pull the trigger was Kirk. They get it to Elbers. Right side now. Greer. Top of the key call, swings it over to Martin. Martin with multiple dribbles behind the back, through the legs, everywhere else. Kirk three is no good. Rebound, what a board by the freshman, Coling. He yanked that baby right out of the air. 65-64, Carlton. They could get a three here. Would be up by four with around two minutes to go. Banovitz takes a dribble, hands it off to Harris, to Getz at the top of the key, drops it off for Harris. Gibbons is on the right side. Harris dribbles down the lane, shoots the layup, scores! Calls. Calls might have interfered with a basket. That was on Calls. They called it. They called a goaltend on Carlton. It was St. Olaf. Man, oh man, it's 65-64. They don't count the basket. They don't count the basket. They say it was goaltending on Carlton. Clearly, Calls was the guy who had the goaltend for St. Olaf. Here's a 15-footer. It's a swisher by Kirk. Man, oh man. You don't get a call when you go in for a layup. You get a call when you're diving on the floor for a loose ball, and then you get a goaltend that was on their team called on your team. Second overtime. It's incredible here at Skokie. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. 66-65 St. Olaf. Every bounce last couple of minutes has kind of gone their way, but they're only up by one with two minutes and 12 seconds to go in the second overtime. Shooting percentages are similar. 37% for the Oles, 34% for Carlton. From three-point range, St. Olaf, that's what kept them in this game, 35% for three-point land. They have 16 turnovers. Carlton has seven turnovers, and they have shot just six threes out of 21 attempts. Points in the paint are 32 to 18 in favor of Carlton. So here we go. We're approaching two minutes to go in the second overtime. It's 66-64 St. Olaf. Or excuse me, 66-65. As Harris has the ball, he leaves it out front for Gibbons. Gibbons looks to dribble penetrate. Goes one way, then the other. It's Getz. He looks to get it to Banovets. Banovets dribbles to his right. Again, a Carlton... Uh, going to turn the ball over. Carlton turns the ball over. 
Getz was trying to dribble through the lane, had the ball knocked away by an Ole. He tried to gather the ball back, could not do so. And it's 66-65 with a minute 46 to go in the second overtime. Greer hands it off. Turnovers have not been an issue for them in this game, but that was a huge one there for Carlton. Driving left, Albers goes right to the basket, missed it, rebound, battling four. Getz secures it. Colin gets it over to Gibbons with a minute 26 to go. Pass ahead to Harris. Harris turns, dribbles to his right. He'll shoot a three, and it's gone. Luke Harris hits a triple and yells out, boom. He's got 23. What a big shot. He's got ice in his veins. A minute eight to go. It's 68-66. Right side. They go with it. In the corner, Albers open three, and he missed it. Rebound, Banovich tips it. Another tip, another tip, another tip. Banovich ends up with it. He has the ball knocked away by Martin. Banovich actually got away with a shove in the back of Martin that time going after the ball. Uh, here comes Harris across midcourt. Coach Kosmoski can't believe it. With 44.8 seconds, he thought there should have been a tie-up on the floor and probably should have been. 68-66. Man, oh man, Carlton leads with 44.8 seconds and a huge possession comes on the other side of this Federated timeout. Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops lifelong learners. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. The officials have been talking, and uh, I mean a lot. They sent each of the teams back to their respective huddles. Looked like they were going to look at the monitor to see if the possession arrow, and it doesn't matter because they already allowed Carlton to come up the floor with the ball. So I don't understand what they're looking at here. 
They say the ball's going to be in the backcourt. I guess I don't understand why Carlton gets the ball in the backcourt. They brought it up the floor, and I thought they called a timeout after they got it across the timeline. But they're going to get the ball in the backcourt, which means they have to obviously drink, drive the length of the court. Up by 268-66 with 45 seconds to go. Everybody, I mean everybody's in the backcourt here for Carlton. The inbounded to Banovich. Banovitz gets it across midcourt. He's way out top, and Coach Kershaw did not like what he saw, so he took the timeout. 36 seconds to go. Carlton's up by two. <laughs> man, oh, man. I'm getting past my bedtime. 68, 66. We've seen a lot. In this game, man, I mean a lot. 35% shooting for Carlton, 36% for St. Olaf. They always have 11 threes, 11 threes. Carlton has seven. Carlton has 15 free throws, and St. Olaf has seven. Rebounds, 44 for Carlton, 46 for St. Olaf. Always were a plus, they say, eight on the glass at halftime. Both teams have had an eight-point scoring run. St. Olaf's biggest lead, five. Carlton's biggest lead, four. Doesn't get much closer than that. Points in the paint, 32-18 in favor of the Knights. 20 to six points off turnovers, Carlton. If St. Olaf loses this game, that will be the stat of the game. The points off turnovers. St. Olaf has scored 14 points off their bench. Carlton has zero off their bench. So the Oles come back on the court. Carlton comes back on the court. Their starters will be in with 36 seconds showing on the game clock and 13 seconds showing on the possession clock. Carlton has a two-point lead. Gibbons gets the ball. Back out to Harris. There's 10 seconds on the possession clock. To Coley. Swings it right side. Five seconds. Harris goes down the lane, goes up, shoots the shot, no good. Rebound taken out by Getz. They don't have to shoot. There's 19 seconds. They don't have to shoot. Gibbons is going to be fouled by Kirk. With 18.2 seconds on the game clock and 16 seconds were on the shot clock. So if Gibbons misses this, Carlton gets the rebound. They'd be in good shape if they can make both these free throws and have a four-point lead with 18 seconds. Made the first one. This is the biggie. Makes it a two-possession game with 18 seconds to go. So Gibbons needs to make this one. Good. A swish by Gibbons with 18 seconds to go. Gibbons has five points, none bigger than those two free throws. Martin's going to dribble all the way up the floor. They got to score and get the ball back. 
Greer gets it on the right side. To, they're using a lot of time here. Pass goes all the way across the floor to Kirk. He's going to shoot a three. It's no good. Rebound taken down with one second, and there it doesn't matter. Carlton's going to win this in double overtime. 70 to 66. Carlton wins in double overtime. Wow. Hopefully we can get some guests to come by to visit with us following the game. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping anyway. Wow. It doesn't get much more exciting than that, ladies and gentlemen. Your final score again in double overtime is Carleton 70, St. Olaf 66. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. What a game. I don't know how else you can describe it. It was very physical contest as it typically is in every MIC conference game, but especially when the Carlton Knights and the St. Olaf Oles get together. Wow, what a game. 70 to 66, Carlton perseveres in this one. The stat that I'm uh, not a big fan of is the time with the lead because the only stat that matters is the final score, right? St. Olaf had the lead in this game, 30 minutes and 55 seconds. Carlton had it for 10 minutes and 34, but the win is going to go to the Knights because they had the, the higher score at the end of the game. 70 to 66 in double overtime. In the overtimes, 23% shooting for St. Olaf, 25% for Carlton, because both these teams really kind of mucked it up in the overtimes. I mean, it was really physical. But two monster threes in the overtime for Carlton. Matching the two threes that St. Olaf had in two overtimes with fewer two of seven from three-point range. Carlton was two for two. In the overtimes, Carlton was eight of nine from the free throw line, and St. Olaf was two of four. That was the difference in this game. The free throw line for the Carlton Knights. Again, in the overtimes, they were eight of nine. They finished the game 17 of 22. In the overtimes, the St. Olaf Oles were two for four from the free throw line. When you're shooting a lot of threes, right, you're not going to get to the free throw line as much as when Carlton's attacking the basket. That's why they got there. The total free throws in this game, 17 of 22 for Carlton, 7 of 14 for St. Olaf. That's right, 7 of 14, which is 50%, versus 17 for 22, 77% for the Carlton Knights as they win this one 70 to 66 in double OT. What a game. Points off paint 
uh, points off turnovers, excuse me, 20 to 8 in favor of Carlton. Points in the paint, 32 to 18 in favor of Carlton. Second chance points ended up being Carlton, 11 to 9 over St. Olaf. Fast break points, 1 nothing Oles. Bench points, 14 nothing St. Olaf. The final score again in double overtime, 70 to 66, leading the way for the Carlton Knights was Matt Banavets and Luke Harris, each with 23 points. Banavets had a double-double here. He finished with 12 rebounds. Harris had six boards. Spencer Getz finished the game with seven rebounds, six assists, and eight points as he played just over, well, almost 44 and a half minutes in this game. Almost 44 and a half minutes in this contest by Spencer Getz. What a performance by the Carlton Knights winning in double overtime, picking up their first MIAC conference win. We'll see if we can get a chance to visit with the coach or somebody here. (laughs) What a game. What a fantastic game here at Bob Gelly Court, Skoglin Arena on the campus of of, uh, St. Olaf College. Now, I would have said it was a great game, even had Carlton not won that game. Seriously, because it was. It was a great great college basketball game between a couple of intense rivals right going toe-to-toe that's what made it such a great game goat trophy on the line it's going to stay at carlton because uh, st olaf couldn't get this win and it doesn't matter if they win the next time what a contest We'll have more from Skogland. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Well, again, your final score in double overtime is 70 to 66 here tonight. Carleton wins this one. We went over some of their stats for the St. Olaf Oles. They were led 23 points by Kobe Kirk. He was 2 of 12 from three-point range, 3 for 6 on the free-throw line. Finished the game with 10 rebounds to go with his 23 points. Brendan Calls had 10 rebounds in this game. Scored 2 points, had 2 assists. Kirks played 47 minutes, Calls 41 and a half. 12 rebounds, 13 points by Connor Martin. So a couple of the guys had double-doubles. For uh, Carlton again, 23 points, 12 rebounds for Mr. Banovitz. As we're going to turn the page here and look for the career highs for the Carlton Knight players. See if we can uh, figure out if there were any career highs here today for the Carlton Knights. Let's see here. 
Vanovets finished the game with 12 rebounds. His career high is 18 against Hamlin. His season high was 9. He had 9 against St. John's, who has a season high today. His 23 points are just 2 from his career high at Martin Luther in 2022. He had 25 points. He finished the game with 19 rebounds. Excuse me, 19. uh, uh, He finished the game with... (laughs) I, I'm telling you, Ryan, I don't know about you, but uh, I didn't even play in the game, and I'm kind of spent after two overtime. I am right there with you, Gordy. There's no no doubt about that. I'm just so so proud of our team and the guys and just, just the effort and the resiliency and the toughness and all, any cliche you want to say um, I think is really true, and I'm just, I'm just very, very proud of them. And I think, you know, for me, I think, you know, really all summer and throughout the year, you know, I've had a lot of people that have asked questions about, you know, we've lost some pretty talented players, graduation talented players. And, you know, I told our team at the beginning of the year, I said, um, you know, I respect our, all those guys that graduate as much as anybody, but, you know, I sleep tight, you know, at night knowing that we have a team that's full of really competitive people uh, and resilient in that, that, uh, you know, that are just going to battle. They're just a bunch of foxhole guys, to use another cliche. And uh, I'm just very, very proud of the team. It was a great team win tonight. So proud of them. Luke Harris hit some monster threes in this game, and he came into the game with one three all year. Yeah, you know, he, he, he has not been shooting it as well in games uh, so far this year as he did last year. He was, he was over 40% from three last year, and, uh, you know, he's been struggling. But that kid, you know, it's funny. We were talking as a staff today, and, uh, you know, one of the assistants said, you know, I basically I don't worry about that kid in the least bit. If he shoots it, he's so competitive. I think that thing's going to go in every time, and that, that bore itself out today. Banovets has another double-double in this game. He, he was, for a while there, he was really the only player that was hitting the basket. Yeah, no, we, need, we needed that. And we, had, we felt like we had maybe a little bit of advantage in there with his matchup. And, uh, you know, so we wanted to go to him, and, and uh, he did a really good job. And even the times that he didn't score, he at least put pressure on them. And, you know, uh, you know they had to, you know, bring another defender in the picture, and we got some, you know, some rebounds. Spencer Getz had some some huge offensive rebounds, you know, kind of off of that too. And and so Matt Banovitz is a warrior, and uh, just so proud of him, and so proud of the seniors, you know, to be able to come over here and get this win, you know, tonight is is terrific, and uh, just very proud of those guys and happy for them. Yeah, you get to keep the gold. We get to keep it, and it's a big deal. Um, you know, it means a lot to me personally, uh, somebody who's been on both sides of this, yeah. and uh, has, has seen. You know, my share fair of, of, of St. Olaf Carlson games that have been just like this, that have come right down to the wire, double overtime, you name it. And uh, for those seniors, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled for them. Your freshman Coling, wow, did he have a nice game too. He ended up with 12 points. He had one rebound, I think, at the half, so he obviously did better in the second half. And in the first half, they kind of took him out of the game, I thought. But, boy, he stepped yeah. up in the second half. Yeah, he half. did. He did. And defensively, too, he, he, he had some big plays for yep. us. And he's a stud. And uh, we're very lucky to have him. And he's only kind of scratching the surface of the kind of player he's going to be. And, and uh, so just, uh, you know, very proud of him and, and happy for him, too. Yeah, he definitely has to get a little stronger. He will. And that's going to happen. Yep, he will, and he'll learn. He'll, games like this, he'll he'll learn. He'll learn quickly. Um, you know that that's the case, and what you can do and can't do. What's different in high school than it is here, and and uh, yeah, just a, just such a good team win overall for our group. This was a classic, typical MIC conference, very physical game. Physical game, yeah. But I I, I thought uh, the officiating I thought it was terrific. I thought those guys did a really good job, and and let the players play and decide it, and 
And, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It was a, a typical MIC game, a typical St. Olaf Carlton game. <laughs> you got a player coming my way? Or? I don't. I think this, this is it. You're stuck with me tonight, Gordy. So no, there's nothing wrong uh, with that. I love talking to you, Ryan. Yeah. So your next game is at Augsburg. It doesn't get any easier. Quick turnaround. Uh, go up there, and, and uh, those guys are playing pretty well. Um, and, uh, yeah, Coach Grease will have those guys ready. They'll be super organized. They're skilled. They've got good size. Um, so that'll be a, you know, that'll be another classic MIC game going on the road, and and uh, we'll have our hands full on that one for sure. Well, there were a couple of stats I thought were keys to this one. Points off turnovers, you uh, were really good at points off turnovers. They had 16 of them, and you had eight. Yeah, that was great. And we've, uh, you know, looking at that, like we, we did turn them over a little bit more, and we haven't. That's the one stat, like offensively, statistically, we're not very good right now in lots of categories. But the one thing we're doing is we are taking care of the basketball, and I think that's, you know, good to see. And, and uh, you know, we can we can get other teams to turn it over, and, and when we can get and convert, and that, that obviously makes things that makes life easier in the half court too uh, from that standpoint. So that, that, was, uh, that was great to see. I said at halftime that you and your staff would be telling the guys we've got to box out. We're yeah, a we lot of times when well, it's, it's not. It's been our. Out. It's been our. You know, it's been it's been a point of emphasis here, particularly early on. And you know, guys, again, Sam Sam uh, Coling is a great example of that. It's just you know, it's different. Like in high school, you probably don't have to block out. You're probably one of the bigger guys on the floor. You can probably get a lot of rebounds. Well, here, guess what? Like you got to make contact, and then not only to make contact, you got your hands. You got people like you got to go high point the basketball too. And he's got all the tools to do that. He just needs the experience and reps, just like Matt Banavis did when he was a freshman, just like Jeremy Beckler did, and and all these guys. So he'll he'll get there. But it's it's certainly been a work in progress as a group for us, and and uh, and something that we've, we we definitely have emphasized and need to continue to emphasize moving forward. Well, and that. First- Freshman had a monster rebound in the overtime. I remember when he snatched it right huge, out of the air. Huge play. Yep, huge play for us for sure. Everybody played well for you. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very, very pleased. I'm very happy. And, and uh, yeah, just could not be proud of the group and, and the seniors from that standpoint. You know, sometimes they say it's hard to get the first one. This is the first MIC conference <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah. So it'll be easier next time, right? I certainly hope so. I hope that's the case. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. We'll Thank see you, you Wednesday. Great to see you. Thank you very much. Wednesday at Augsburg. Wow, what a game. Double overtime. 70-66. to 66. Carlton wins. Our broadcast is service of Federated Mutual Insurance. And Carlton, as well as... Federated Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. 
another way that Carlton develops leaders. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. <laughs> 